The following program is paid programming. The views expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants, and nowhere reflect those of the ownership, staff, or advertisers of WNRI. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show. Three to get ready now, go All right, good evening, everybody. How are you? I hope you're uh, being blessed. I hope you're thriving. I hope you're happy. I hope you're... Uh, Doing well. Hey, by the way, if you are wearing blue suede shoes, please let me remind you to wear something else. Because tonight, oh boy, am I going to step on some shoes. Hey, uh, Joe Biden, Mr. President, how you doing? My butt's been wet. What? What did, what did you say? Your butt's been... Mr. President, could you say that again and a little bit slower, please? My butt's been wet. Well, you know, I hope it's not uh, Jill or any of the Secret Service, but we never know. Our uh, This uh, focus on Dunn's deal is that he normally deals the cards and he deals them, deals them fairly. I'm not going to tell you the rest of the stuff that he said about the president because uh, it's just too much. Anyway, it's 7 past the hour. I hope you're doing well. Give us a call if you want to. About some, we're going to talk about some local issues tonight as well as some national issues. It uh, rings the bell at 766-1380-769-0600. Or if you're calling out of the greater Woonsocket area, 1-800-949-9674. That's 1-800-949-WNRI. Uh, Mr. Dunn has asked me to fill in tonight because he has to take care of a family issue. And that's really all I can say about it. So uh, it is, uh, you know, everyone has priorities. And I hope yours are high. I know mine usually are. Not when it comes to pizza day, because today is National Pizza Day. And you know what? I'll eat any kind of pizza as long as it does not have black olives. Ew! Jeff, I hope you're feeling good. Get back to work, you little pizza-loving guy, you. If there's any other authority that knows pizza better than me, it's got to be Gamash. All right. So, <laughs> you know, I don't believe in things just happening. I don't believe in coincidence. As a uh, man of faith, as a Christian, I believe in divine appointment. And I believe today, Friday, the 9th of February. Oh, by the way, yesterday was my granddaughter's 8th birthday and because it was in, like, the middle of the week and stuff, we couldn't celebrate it with her yesterday. But tomorrow is going to be a big, big, big deal. We're going to a uh, trampoline park in Franklin, Mass. With some of her friends, our daughter and uh, my wife and I, we're going to go there. And my wife is going to giggle like a hyena because she's going to know that Pepe is going to jump on the trampoline. Oh, you better believe it. Hey, as a former professional wrestler, you know I'll try anything once. <laughs> okay, so uh, today 
on the John Dion show, we had uh, Council Vice President Valerie Gonzalez. And on the show previous day, we had Councilman Brian Thompson. Now, I don't want to nitpick. I probably will deal with it. But there's probably something else that had not been said. Whether the call, well, I think maybe um, Jimmy Canoyer patched on it a little bit. But you have to understand something. And this goes out to Jimmy Williams, too. I heard Jimmy Williams earlier this week that said that we're a nation of immigrants. No, the hell we're not. We are a nation of laws. It always has been, always will be. We are a nation of laws, and that's what actually built this country to be the greatest country on the planet Earth. I've been to like, you know, 11 different countries when I was a younger guy, much, much younger guy in the Air Force. Now, of all the countries I've been to and are all around here, I believe America is still the greatest country on Earth. That's just my opinion. You may have a different one, and that's okay. It's okay to have an exchange of ideas based on what you know to be fact. This is why dialogue is so important, especially in talk radio. So, if you'll indulge me for just a minute. We've had a couple of people say that today on this station that, you know, uh, you know, you got to leave the guy alone. But be as it may, we have had people that broke the stinking law. And we've had people that are complicit in the law, namely Valerie Gonzalez and David Susi, by their vote, number one, of not dismissing Lisa Baldelli Hunt as mayor, and number two, just this past Monday, in not um, lowering Mike DeProyce's, uh pay scale. They didn't want to fire him. They just wanted to give him a slap in the wrist. And they both were complicit in saying no. Because we don't believe he did anything wrong. You know what? Try running again in November. See how that part gets you. Hello, caller. Welcome to uh, Dunn's Deal. What's going on? Ah, J.I. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Uh, did I say that? I don't know if you were Yes, you right. did. I did, okay. I make mental well, notes on everything. <laughs> anyway. And I know, no, no. I know, I know you're saying, yeah, that's pretty good for a mental... Hey, not, not bad for a guy who had a stroke about a year and a half ago, huh? Yeah, well, well, you know what? Um, I was thinking today, you know, I'm listening to what's going on with Biden right now, and they're not going to make him stand trial because he's unfit for it mentally, and I'm just saying oh, myself, well, if, if a man can't be mentally fit to stand trial, then he shouldn't be mentally fit to run the country. That's my opinion. No, Jimmy, is that the issue where uh, about the uh, hiding classified documents? Oh yeah, when yeah, he was that's... vice president. Oh yeah, it was oh, yeah. in a what? It was in a car in his garage. Yeah, he had a bunch of them in his garage next to his. Uh, I think it was a Corvette or a Porsche or something like that. Yeah, and now they want to you know they want to sweep all that under the rug because uh, Biden's losing you know well lost the cheese off his cracker, but. <laughs> <laughs> But they want to keep hammering Trump on the same thing. Yeah. You know, it, it just makes uh, it just makes me sick when I see the. Uh, you know, Jimmy. Let me ask you something. Have you heard, seen, read anything concerning Donald Trump actually being charged with insurrection? 
Let me look back here. Let me look back. Uh, yeah, see what you can about, find out. About an hour and a half, and I'll get back to you. No, 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 no. I need, I need a second and a half. Okay, well, well, actually, I don't even need that much time because there was nothing out there. Thank you very much, boy son. Absolutely nothing out there that, you know, conviction, I mean, a lot of civil trials, and you know that the level of standards for a civil trial. Yeah, but you know, with an insurrection as serious as it is, that constitutes treason. Treason, and that's a felony, that's a civil, that's a criminal Which, if you dig deep enough, and I'm sure the, you know, they're not going to investigate because all those cronies at the White House are appointed by Biden anyway. But he is guilty of treason. Whether he wants to realize it or not, probably not because he's an 80-year-old, you know, senile, whatever it is. Well, but, well Tommy Breen, I, I had this, a similar conversation on a show earlier today, and he reminded me, and I think you can agree, it's not uh, O'Biden that's running the country. It's Obama that's really running the country. He's just pulling right. Biden's No, that, that's a very good point, Jim. Now, uh, could you also agree that part of the financing of this Democrat debacle in this country is by George Soros? Of course. Of course. You know, you, you can't bring a dead cat without hitting George Soros somewhere in a, in a country. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean he, he's evil, okay? I mean, and the thing is, you know, I, I don't want to wish death on anyone, but honestly, I remember... Oh, him three, I do, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember... Um, uh, Mother Angelica on a TV show once said, it's hard to pray for somebody who you wish slips on a banana peel. And that is, <laughs> that is so true. That is oh, so I've true. never heard that before. I, I, is that, is that the, the, the Catholic news nun that's on uh, ETWN or, or something? Well, yeah. That was a long time ago. I think she passed away uh, a while oh, ago. Oh, no. Yeah, that, she's, she's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, she was funny. She really was. But... Um, I think, you know, what kind of perked up my ears when you mentioned about the uh, nation of immigrants, uh-huh. uh, when, you, when you look back from the formation of this nation, the only person, people that were here were the Indians, okay? They, they call them indigenous people, you know. Right, Indians, you know? right. And, you know, we did come in from outside countries, so I think maybe that's what I meant about the immigrants. But there's a difference between coming in legally as an immigrant and illegally as an immigrant. Legally, as somebody that used to go through the system back in the 60s and 70s, they go through, uh, not Paris Island, that's uh, Marines, but uh, yeah. what, is that, what is that island? Um, Paris Island? Paris Island, no, not Paris Island, that's... Uh, oh, uh, Liberty Island. No, no, no. Ellis Island? Ellis, that's it, Ellis Island, right. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to come to me one time or another. Yeah, I knew we'd figure it out eventually, but that that's illegal. You know, people want to come in... They want, they want to make a better life for themselves. Yeah. They, you know, they study it. They, you know, they learn the language, which is big, of, uh, of you know, the tongue in this country, which is English. And uh, they, they salute our flag, not their own. They're not dragging in their own flags. Right. Uh, those are the, those are the, the immigrants that I fully support. Okay, you want to come to this country? You want to better yourself? You want to become a United States citizen? You want to produce something? You want to make something of this country that has not done before? What's that? No, I'm just echoing your questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, what we're doing now is we don't even have a country anymore. We don't have borders. Yeah. A country without borders is not a country anymore. No, it's, it's just, well, there is a word for that. You know what it is? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Oh, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry, but no, I just no, I, I, my brain fell apart, and I, you know... And, 
Oh, well, 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 well I, I'm the same way. Uh, our brains are easy to fall apart. But anyway, that goes without saying. Um, but yeah, you know, it, we don't, we're not a country anymore. We're mostly we're mostly the uh, the, the landfill of the world right now. They're bringing Ew. in. Go go to the go to the stupid Americans. They'll give you all sorts of money. They'll give you a free food and board and. Oh uh, no no no! Not me! Not me! I'm I'm going to keep my own money and spend it on my wife. Well, yeah, that, that's what most people want to do. But unfortunately, <laughs> we have a government that's going to think otherwise. Okay. Well, all right, you're going to help. Uh, you know, this family that's coming in from Guatemala. You know, they already <laughs> gave us the double middle finger while wearing a Raider shirt in front of. All right, behave now. You behave. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I know, doing. but listen, I got a whole bunch of other things to do. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. Uh, call next week. Okay, 766-1380-769-0600. So going back to this uh, issue about the, uh, the planning director, look, you know, Mr. Thompson was just here, and I happened to uh, print that ordinance that they voted three to two on, and I'm sure it would have been three to three had Mr. Um, Scott McGee been in uh, the chair, but he wasn't, and it ended up being 3-2 to two based on the Home Rule Charter. Now, you know, look, law is law. If you're not going to follow the law, number one, get the hell out of your seat and leave. And somebody who will present the law and obey the law and support the city charter will do so. Oh, and by the way, if anyone says, I don't care what the citizens of Winsaka say about this issue, that goes to you too, son. Don't you ever, and I mean ever, say that to us again. Ever. That's not the right course. And listen, I know, I understand that you like him as a guy, but look, if anyone's going to support someone who breaks the law, there is no need for them. And I hope you do run again so I can get on the campaign trail and anti-campaign you so that when you leave office, you're not going to know, you're not going to wonder why. 766-1380-7690. Is that a threat? You bet your bun it is. Because I am not going to be complicit to anyone's faulty law breaking, especially now that I rejoined the uh, WRCC, the Republican City Committee. And you know something? I'm, I'm now hold, beholden to a very much higher standard. Not just as a, a Republican, but as a Christian representing this city and representing this station. I have, I have people that count on me to always do the right thing. And I promise you this, I do make mistakes. I don't always 100% do the right thing. However... I believe it's right to everyone have that same attitude to do so because you know it's the right thing to do. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Uh, I'm Johnny Reynolds here on Dunn's Deal, and this is WNRI Socket. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. 
Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book, The United States of Empire, in paperback, is available at Amazon.com. Okay, go to Amazon and buy Jimmy Dunn's books because he's a really, really good author. Let's go to uh, caller. You know, you have to understand, I'm the only one here. I have no phone screener. I am my own phone screener. So please call back if you have a comment. Uh, you, you know what? Even Roger Bouchard really likes uh, Jimmy Dunn's books. So uh, let's go to another line. Uh, is that line two? Yeah, line two. Hello, caller. Welcome to Dunn's Deal. How are you? Nice to hear your voice. Italian girl. Yes, I'm so glad you're filling in. Oh, thank you. You know, I kind of, I kind of like the way you said that because I feel like I'm filled in. <laughs> no, and Tommy was into your own show. Well, I, I wish, wish too, but that's that's show. another story. We'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. So, you so have a, this is the thing. This is the thing I wanted to say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. We are a nation of legal immigrants, and I refuse to call these people migrants because they're not. They're, they're, they're criminal aliens. That's right. That's right. And and the Italian people, when we came, if they if they found out, like if we were arrested or whatever, we yeah. didn't have papers, we were called what? Without papers. And we went back. Oh, that's is that what that meant? Yes, without papers, yep. Yeah. I once I once heard you know who Gary Larson is, the cartoonist? Yes. The far side? Mm-hmm. You just reminded me of a really sick cartoon that he, I, I don't have any problem saying it. There was a uh, a boat of immigrants coming in from Italy and they all had stamped T O N Y to New York and that's why everyone mm-hmm. called him Tony. Oh wow. <laughs> Wow. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's public domain. I can talk about those things. That's right. That's right. And uh, and the whole thing is, is they're lawyers. I don't think that if they kill innocent American people that it, or people that are here legally, yeah. I don't care if it's a DUI or murder or anything else, you don't get to go back. You get eliminated. You get... Hey, um, Italian girl. Yes. Can I ask you a very simple question based on what you just said? Of course. Ahem. Would it make any sense to anyone that coming here illegally is in itself a crime? Yes. Whether it's, of course. Yeah, well, you know. That's of why. And, and then you've got this two-bit, half-wit, gum-sucking, panty-wearing, bloviated gas bag named Joe Biden says, oh, well, you know what? If Congress ever gave me the power, I'd close the border. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Uh-huh. If you Congress gave, the Constitution gives you the power. That's right. But you see, he's, a, he's in the land of Oz with the ruby slippers. You get it? <laughs> he's in the land of Oz with the ruby slippers. <laughs> now, listen, uh, listen, it? Italian, hold on. You're gonna, yeah. don't, then don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. I'm not. I'm not. Joe Biden to the world looks like a total moron. You get he's, it. I get no, it. listen, listen. He's not. He's absolutely evil. Disguised as incompetence. I agree. It's all a plan. 
it's all a plan. And without Donald J. Trump, half of this stuff wouldn't come to light. I would I would suggest a lot higher percentage than just half. Okay, the, the other you got it first and foremost. I love God, <laughs> you know this. Yeah, I, I know, God. I know. I love, I, I love Mother Angelica. Listen, I go to a convent a lot. My my, I grew up in this convent. My family is very religious. Okay, and um, these nuns are beautiful. When you go in there, you can feel the spirit. I go to a Catholic church, I really don't feel the spirit. But anyhow, that's just me. But I know everybody's Well, different. you know what? If they were more biblically correct, then you probably would feel the Holy Spirit. But, you know, a lot of churches, not every church is Christian, you know. No, I, I know, but know you know that. what? Listen. Yeah. I, I listen to Pastor, I, I'm all over the internet at night, okay? Yeah, okay. I go on YouTube and I listen to Pastor Gino Jennings, Okay. You should check him out because he don't fool around. Hold on, let me, let me write that down. Hold on. Yeah. Gino, is it like G-I-N-O? Yes, Jennings. J-E-N-N-I-N-G-S. He don't play with the trans, like LGBTQ. You go to his uh, congregation dressed up as a woman, you're not using the woman's men's room. Uh, the uh, woman's room. You have to use the men's room. Right. He don't play. He don't care. He has, you know, he's a real man. He's a real man because you can't you can't go along with this stuff. It's ridiculous, and I'm not sacrificing any children in my family. Yeah, you know what? What's well, pornographic? You know in, what? In the, in the room. Your statements, yeah. and I'm glad you called because your statements and I remind me, and I have a, a four minute audio clip to play. It's okay. uh, you know who Greg Gutfield is? Oh yes, he's on Fox News. Yes, the Fox. I, yeah, I saw a. Uh, a video which I, I borrowed, fingers in quotations, by the way, uh, the audio for it is called Why Are You Right? I'm going to play it right after your call. Not that I'm rushing okay. you, I'm not. But you reminded me that there's a big difference between right and wrong. There's also a That's big right. difference in the political world between le right and left. That's and so far, the dichotomy is so skewered that a lot of people just can't tell the difference anymore. And you've no, got to ask just, yourself, how did this come to be? Yeah, well, you see, the devil comes in many forms, you know. That's a good and point, too. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. That, that, we're in a spiritual war as well. Oh, there's, are, the, you know? there's no doubt about that. And uh, we need to be biblically ready. And, That's right. and, and, you know, we have to answer to the call of God on each of our lives. Yeah. Now, That's that right. may be tough for some, easy for others. I don't know. But th uh, thank you know. for the call. Yes, and thank you for taking my call. I oh, you're welcome. You're, you. well, you're a good okay. caller. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yep, bye-bye. All right, so now I'm going to uh, take some more calls, but I want to really play this clip because it's vitally important, not only for the listening audience right now, but... For the concept of Dunn's Deal, which was created by Jimmy Dunn, who, by the way, as I said, uh, is attending a family matter that has a much higher priority than doing the show. So he said, JR, take over for tonight and we'll see how it goes. So uh, Greg Gutfield from Fox News has this to say about the dichotomy of political thought. Why are you right? Yes, you, conservative person. Can you answer that question? I think it's so important that I wrote a book about it. How to be right. The art of being persuasively correct. 
Because if you can't be persuasive about why you are right, then we, the United States of America and the republic for which it stands, are lost. So here's the simple answer to why you are right. It is a more practical, generous, and compassionate way to live. Let me explain. There have been a bunch of academic studies on how those on the left and right approach problems. They pretty much all come to the same conclusion. The right tends to be risk-averse, more concerned about external threats, like tyranny and terror. Conservatives, get this, tend to be conservative. They are less likely to play with fire in just about every sense, financially, artistically, sexually. They are cautious about changing traditions, sometimes to a fault, which is why they cling to that crazy constitution they like so much and to their guns and their religion. We conservatives also focus on what we can fix and accept what we cannot, which is one of the many reasons we're not obsessed over global warming. With radical Islam, we know what the threat is and that it's a lot worse than a few missing polar bears. I know that makes me sound mean. Sorry, polar bears. Liberals, the research tells us, are generally more outgoing, more likely to try new stuff. They're open to new ideas, though not school choice or flat taxes or a market-based health care reform, and are less likely to feel threatened by unfamiliar things. This is why, in general, they seem to have more fun. They're more likely to try drugs, for example, which is fine as long as they don't end up throwing up in my toaster. In short, liberals are pretty liberal. They feel free to take risks that the risk averse usually end up paying for over and over, which explains the necessity for conservatism. We are the cleanup crew. Liberals may seem to have more fun, and many do, but according to polls, they aren't as happy as conservatives. And with all the fun they're having, I've never quite figured out why the angriest people I've encountered in my life have been liberals. Maybe it's because short-term fun doesn't translate into long-term happiness. Marriage, families, and religion do that. And those are the things conservatives most value. Liberals tend to live for now, conservatives for later. A risk-averse conservative is more likely to save money. He is more likely to protect his investments. He is more likely to protect property and advocate for rule of law and preservation of individual protections. And he offers no excuses for looting. Instead, he empathizes with the Asian, Arab, and black small businessman whose convenience store, laundry, or restaurant goes up in flames during the riot that liberals reflexively endorse as an understandable response to injustice. Of course, conservatives aren't risk-averse in everything, but they take risks with their own lives not with the society. Conservatives risk all to build businesses. That risk, however, is rooted in a fact-based belief, not faith, in the free market. If people want the product or service you're supplying at the price you're asking, you will succeed and the risk will pay off. Over time, it's conservative risk-taking that creates a civilization by building families, businesses, and nations, all of which creates more wealth, wealth that can then be used to help those in need. You need money to make money, but you also need money to give money. Conservatism makes what liberalism takes. So, for example, for liberals to get their minimum wage hike, first we need conservatives to build businesses, to think like businessmen, to sacrifice their own salaries in order to pay others, to sleep on floors, if necessary, in order to break even. Then, when they make a profit and things are going great, when the calm sets in, liberalism can appear and say, how dare you not pay these people a living wage? Once the tables are full of diners and bills are being paid and you're thinking about opening a second joint, liberalism arrives to demand its cut. Think of it as a protection racket, sort of like the Gambino family, but without loyalty, job prospects, and tracksuits. 
In short, conservatism doesn't compete with liberalism. It sustains it. Without conservatism, there is no liberalism. And so when a liberal asks you, why are you a conservative? Simply say, so that you can be a liberal. I'm Greg Gutfeld. Your thoughts on this uh, piece, uh, 766-1380-769-0600. And outside the Woonsocket calling area, I just got grossed out like you would not believe. Fox News, prior to this Super Bowl, has a couple of pictures of Taylor Swift kissing her boyfriend. Oh, gag me with a spoon. (laughs) What a waste of TV space. Oh, by the way, if you have any thoughts about who you want to win... This year's Super Bowl, the AFC champions are the Kansas City Chiefs. The NFC champions are the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I and I forgot to ask Joe Gallant this morning on the Joe Show who he's rooting for. I, I can't tell. But I, myself, Johnny Reynolds Jr., I am pulling. I can't believe I'm saying this for the San Francisco 49ers. I want them to win. I really like their quarterback, Brett uh, Brock. Purdy, P-U-R-D-Y, he's a good guy, he knows his time management well, and he's a Christian, so, you know, that's what I'm pulling for. Okay, uh, it has been said earlier this evening, that I think Jimmy uh, brought it up, that uh, Joe Biden will not be charged for willfully mishandling classified documents. Now, you've got to understand, ladies and gentlemen, some of you who do not know the severity of this, need to know that this could be construed as treason also. However, the special counsel's report included damning details about the deterioration of the president's mental state. Special counsel Robert Hur. I don't know if he's in relation to Ben Hur, but I wouldn't know that. He was appointed to investigate back in January 2023 after classified documents were discovered at Biden's home, and get this, several offices. Okay. Let's see what line two has to say. Uh, good evening, caller. Welcome to Dunn's Deal. What's up, John? How you doing? Oh, well, uh, evidently my weight, because it's National Pizza Day. <laughs> Eat two or three. No, come on now. We are doing yes, uh, and listen, I, listen it's, Rob, at the beginning the of this year... At the beginning of this year, I declared war on diabetes because you all know I'm a type 2. I'm declaring war because I'm going to kick his butt. And I'm, someday, I'm hoping before the first day of summer, i got some time to do this, to lose enough weight and to get my A1C down to 5 point mm, no more A1C. So that's my... I that's, doing, man. Uh, thank around. you so much. Do some walking. Oh, I do, do a lot of walking. walking. I do, I do. I did but, not know you had diabetes. I yeah, well, that. you know, it's because I'm full of energy and I'm full of whatever it is that people think I am. You're a lot of sugars, right? I've declared war on sugar, too. I, <laughs> I, no, seriously. And you know what? My wife, Helen, and I, both at the same time earlier this month, have declared war on bread. Ah, how about wheat bread? Uh, that's in the war, too. We've cut it out. Really? Yeah, we've cut it out. You know why? Because, listen, as a guy who likes sandwiches, and I uh, really like sandwiches, but they got bread. And bread in my fat body turns into carbs, and that turns into fat, which surrounds my liver. energy. Which surrounds my liver, walks. and that's what diabetes is, fatty liver disease. Really? Do you go off for walks? I do. Runs? No. 
You got to just burn that energy, man. I know, but listen, I'm not, I'm not rocking Dick Bouchard, man. For an 85-year-old, this dude is in the best shape of anybody who's 85. Me, my knees feel like on a daily basis they're going to fall off. <laughs> no, you know why? I spent 20 years in professional wrestling, and now it's all yeah, come back to all, haunt me. You got all bumps and bruises. Oh, man, bumps and bruises. Oh, how about like your legs are going to fall off at the knee? Hey, you'll live. You'll be okay. I know, I know, but yeah, they hurt like crazy almost every morning. What the, what the hell? Oh. Hey, life is pain, they say. Life, right? you know, life is even hard. And John Wayne said it's even harder when you're stupid. <laughs> yes, sir. So, Rob, what can I do for you today, sir? Ah, this, this, this crazy world, man. I feel like I'm living in a, uh, in a crazy novel. Well, you? you are, but Wait, I think in the in the world of James Dunn, who is a novelist, by the way, he would say, turn the page and start another chapter. Yeah, but this novel's being written for us, I think. Oh, yeah, well, I hope you like to read, because it's, 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 it's kind of scary. It's almost like a... What, what are those novels that scare the peanuts out of you? And It's not horror a romance. Novels, yeah, right? horror, horror books? Yeah, I don't yeah. like those, no. That's, you like you like to read? We're you know what? I've heard you on radio, and I've, I've talked to you on this on these shows, and I would I would suggest that you, sir, are an avid reader, and you are quite proficient at it. I enjoy reading, yes, I do. I kind of thought so. Library. No, you bring a lot to the table, Rob. Thank you, Senor. You have to gather your information liberally. You got to read stuff that maybe you don't like. Yeah, no, that, a that's a good point, because you know what? If you don't know the other side, how are you going to know to combat it? Yes, yes. No, you and bring up a, a great point. Truth. There might be a smidgen. People who are full of nonsense, they they may be right. Like that broken clock, right twice a day, right? <laughs> yeah. Not everybody's totally correct on everything. But I just seem like this, like this world, like if you put on Fox News and if you put on CNN, Uh-huh. It seems like you're living in two different worlds when you put on both of those propaganda networks. Oh, boy. And they don't really inform you. They, 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 they just cater to your belief system, and they just slanderize the other side. We have no real news outlets that are here to inform us. It seems like it's all propaganda outlets. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of like Newsmax. I kind of like OANN, One American News Network. I have not seen all that. Well, well uh, One American News. That I have not seen. Oh, they're on, because I'm on Telegram. Oh, by the way, I have an announcement to make that I haven't been able to make until now. I have totally shut down my social media. X, I mean Twitter, Telegram, and Instagram, and Truth Social for the month of July. I've even up, uh, un uninstalled them on my phone. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't, need, I don't, need, a, I don't need another headache. Uh, I'm banned on Facebook. Normally, because uh, yeah, because of that jerk face Alex Kithis. I'm banned on a local radio station near the Braga Bridge. They can't handle. Oh really? Oh, I know that one. <laughs> the in people. Uh, it's oh funny God, to tell. that's funny. Well, you know. Hell anyway, well. um, anything else? What do you think of um, this interview that Tucker Carlson did with uh, Vladimir? Oh, Putin. Vladimir Putin. Yes. Um, you know, I've, I've seen some of the uh, mainstream media downplay it as, uh, oh, Tucker Carlson's a traitor. Nah, I wouldn't say that. I'd, I'd say he possibly could just be controlled opposition to make himself look like a smart aleck when he's, he's, 
You really well, come from a rich family. Well, no, I, I get it, but here's the thing. Tucker Carlson knows how to interview someone probably better than anyone in today's world. And he did make a lot of great points, but he also made Mr. Putin look good, which the Democrats and liberals hate, hate, hate. Yeah, yeah. Because we're not getting the full story of what occurred in, in a Ukraine. Yeah, I'm but not either, but and I have some research to do on it. Have you seen the whole interview? No, I haven't seen anything at all. All right. But um, I wonder like, if you ask him about those biological weapons factories that were found in Ukraine that the Russians found. I, I, I can't answer that. that. I don't know. But I do know there was something that was touched upon, and that was that, um, that uh, gas refinery in the, uh, in the ocean. Who blew that up? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. it could, no, because if you remember, Vladimir Putin was once, uh, in the beginning, blamed for it. That's not yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of propaganda and lies. And yeah. Everywhere you look, and you know it's so tough to know the truth these days. I'm former military, Rob, in the Air Force. And even back in the 80s, when the Cold War was still going on, we knew that Russia didn't want to attack us. Mad, we, right? Mutually assured destruction? Yeah, because let me tell you something. Regardless of what those dummycrats think... The United States has a much better trained military, a much better operating military. You want to poke us in the eye? We're going to kick your butt, boy. That's why, Russia didn't, that's why Russia didn't want to face us in a one-on-one. That'd be suicide, brah. Russia currently has incredible missile technology, incredibly fast missiles. I don't doubt that. So, But are they a threat to our overall arsenal? I don't know. I don't think so. Tag teams, right? Tag teams? You know about wrestling. <laughs> oh, you Tag better believe that, player. And, and, and we're becoming hated all around the world. I hate to yeah, disappoint people, you know what? Because of that schmoo in the White House. And at least when we had Donald Trump in the White House, people respected us, even that stupid haircut-looking uh, North Korean dude. Well, we'll see what happens. Because yeah, when I know. he comes in, it could just be right in the beginning of World War Three. He could be part of the charade, that. John. He, he really could be part of the charade. Who I knows, man? We 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 got to keep our heads on swivels, and 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 be very non-trusting of everything. Be patient, I'll get to you in a minute, Rob. I don't feel anyone's hand up my backside like he was uh, Jeff Dunham, and I'm Peanut. <laughs> Thanks for the call, right, Rob. Son, I'm gonna hey, go. Get to that call, brother. Thank I'll you. Talk to you later. Hello, caller. Welcome to uh, Dunn's Deal. What's on your mind today? Hello, JR. It's Andre. Hello, Mr. Andre. How are you? How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I, I, you know, I listen to your, I listen to your voice on the radio, and every time I hear you describing, uh, I don't know, fish and chips, it just sounds delicious. I don't know. It's something about your voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're very kind, and I appreciate that. By the way, Andre, it's true. Happy National Pizza Day. Oh, it's Pizza Day today, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. But the thing is... You know, I like the toppings and all that, but that don't. I mean, there are some pizzerias around here that have really, really, really excellent pizza dough. I can't even eat that now because I, I, my wife and I uh, are holding uh, bread hostage. We're not even buying it right now. Oh, okay, okay. So pizza so you, crust so would you, fall into that category. So when you, so when you did eat pizza, do you like like do you like like Twins Pizza on Middle Spring Ave? They have a thick doughy thing. Or yeah, do you oh, like a really? Thinner? Thinner thing like uh, like a coal fired pizza. Oh man, wait a minute! I, I'm I am a guy who loves 
um, like Chicago deep dish. I have not been to Twins in. You gotta go. Holy moly! I'm 62 now. Oh shoot! Oh god! You gotta go. It's a, you got a big parking lot in the back. They got a thousand tables. They got another room. In the, it's a I big mean, it's place, like, huh? Oh, it's you, you're not gonna wait. I, you know, really. I, and you know what? It's inexpensive. I bought a pizza. Nine dollars and fifty cents. The thing was as big as bigger, twice as big as my head, right? And they asked me, "How do you want your pizza done, medium or well?" I'm thinking to myself, I, "That's right, that's right." They cook the pizza the way they you want. They ask you that? They do that. They cook. They ask you, "Did you want?" It's as big. It's as thick as your. It's as thick as your finger. The dough is as thick as your finger. The thing is, is this. Oh. So they, they say, uh, "Do you want it medium or well?" Um, well, I said, uh, "I don't know, medium well, like a steak or something." It brought it out. It was perfect. <laughs> You know? <laughs> oh yeah, it's great. Oh, oh you gotta God. go. You and your wife have gotta go. There were couples, and I went for lunch. I was sitting by myself at a table. Oh, and by the way, they still have the fucking uh, hey, hey, hey. music machine. All right, you just you just said a bad word. I'm not gonna. Sorry about that. We'll call next week. Uh, oh yeah, I'm late for another break. So here we go. We're gonna uh, talk about another book that uh, Jimmy Dunn has written, The King Philip's War in New England, right here on Dunn's Deal. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone Providence area with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass. was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island, saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Our phone number here on WNRI, 766-1380-769-0600. My apologies to you, Andre, but you said a baddie, and I can't do that one. Uh-uh. Okay, uh, we live in the greatest city, Woonsocket, or as I like to call it, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, the cultural epicenter of the known world. Anybody have any uh, remarks that challenge that? Well, you're wrong. Anyway, um, we do have some elections coming up. We already had the primary. Just want to—I don't want to piggyback on it, but uh, this is very important because now we have two gentlemen. Well, like a lot. Uh, Danny Gendron and Adam Brunetti. Uh, I've not had the opportunity to tell you all that Adam Brunetti, his father is a great friend of mine. And um, I think his father was in my sister Sharon's class. And Adam's uncle David was in my high school class, David Brunetti. So uh, it's a great family, really are. Um, and Danny Gendron, he's done so much for the city, uh, mayor, city council, city council president on the zoning board and all that junk. Listen, I, I had the numbers from, uh, the, um, primary and they were so low. I was, uh, I was starting to, to wonder my own humanity. I don't know why you people listen, you, 
You know, President uh, Barack Obama, when he was in office, said every election has consequences. That is probably the only thing he's ever said in his lifetime that I would agree with. I really do. Now, being that this is uh, February 9th and the uh, Woonsocket City Council race concludes on March 5th, there's going to be an insulation, one meeting in the end of March for that councilman who wins. And then they got to start constructing the new city budget for fiscal year 2025. I'm not sure about you, but I'm betting everything I got on just one guy who's had that experience. We also have a mayoral race that is going to be very, very um, important because um, I'm getting mixed conflict, uh, conflicted ideas about uh, Christopher Beauchamp, who I really like. I think he's doing a pretty darn good job considering that he was thrust into this against his uh, judgment. But you know what? When you run to be city council president, you're only one heartbeat away or one crime away from being the mayor. You've got to understand that. John Ward does. He's in the mayor's race. Bobby Phillips knows that. He's in the mayor's race. Now, because Bobby Phillips has announced his candidacy, that opens up his seat in District 51, which I happen to be sitting in right now and living in because I only live uh, less than half a mile up Diamond Hill Road, same side of the street. So, my question to you is, aside, now I'm just talking about the mayoral race right now. we got two guys who have declared. Kudos to them. And, I, and I've been friends with them for... Oh, God, most of my life. John Ward, I've known since I was four. And Bobby Phillips, I've known since we were in the JCs together so many years ago. And unfortunately, we don't have any JCs in one socket, nor do I think we have any in Rhode Island, which kind of is kind of a bad thing. But, uh, you know, anyway, these two guys are vying for your vote. Um, you've known they, they've been in this city. Um, active in the city and in the community so many times, so many things. And it's going to be a tough pick, boys and girls. Now, February 9th, you've got to start paying attention. You can contact them. They're, they're on public um, you know, contact list. You can contact and ask them, what are you all about? What do you plan to do if you win the mayor's race? Please, please, please. I want you and everyone who lives in the city of Woonsocket, even if you're on vacation right now, listening to us on WNRI.com, do your homework starting now. Because come November, you know, when the rubber meets the road, you've got to know who you're voting for and why you're voting for that person. It really is that important. And we're also, and by the way, we also have some people from the greater Woonsocket area who are, are, are running, and they already got their signatures, in, so I can talk about this. Uh, they're running as delegates for the presidential nomination of Donald J. Trump. Some are running for uh, Nikki Haley. <sighs> I went, my wife and I went to uh, the GOP headquarters in Warwick at 1800 uh, Post Road. 
um, you go downstairs and it's uh, Sweet Eye, went into this other room and I found out when I sat down at the one soccer table, there's about, oh, yeah, I'm trying to envision half an inch. There was half an inch of documents that we needed to sign of people who are running as delegates for the National Presidential Convention. Uh, so I want, so listen, I don't know how many can, uh, I wish somebody would, you know what you can do? Email me at jr at WNRI if you know how many we're able to vote for. I got a few friends, like four of them, who are running as delegates. There's Michelle Stabor. There's Eddie Dora. There's David Shepard, who's a CPA in Cumberland, who I've known since he was a kid. We used to go to the same church. And there's uh, Karen Gorman. So, um, I, you know, uh, I am a Trump guy, too. John Brian kind of stole my thunder uh, this morning on a front. But, yeah, I'm a Trump guy, too. And I need to know if anybody has any information. You can either call now or email me at jr at WNRI. How many delegates am I allowed to vote for? I haven't had time to look it up because we've been so, you know, understaffed today. And I really wanted to. But, hey. Oh, by the way, Tommy Brian, thank you for the sunglasses, brah. Glad you left them here, although I can't wear them because I have my own today. Just wanted to let you know, we still got them. I'll put them in my office. You know where it is. So uh, they'll, be, they'll be good. Okay, I have one more clip that I want to pass by you. And this was uh, earlier, I think it was mentioned too on, uh, on uh, another show, probably Tommy's show, that um, there's a, a report from WCRC in Charlotte, North Carolina. On Joe Biden's, how shall I say this? Well, his non-existent memory. Now to a story topping national headlines. Special counsel Robert Hur says he will not charge President Biden for his mishandling of classified documents. However, the report he released could be damaging to the president's re-election bid. NBC's Bree Jackson has the latest now from Washington. In a scathing report, the special counsel says President Biden's memory was significantly limited in interviews with investigators and that his mishandling of the classified documents present serious risk to national security. Special counsel Robert Hur's report did not recommend criminal charges for President Biden, but it did say there was evidence the president willfully retained classified documents after he was vice president. These assertions are not only misleading, they're just plain wrong. The report also raises questions about the president's memory, stating Biden did not recall within years when his son Beau died. A defiant President Biden pushed back. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. Let's go, Brendan. Yeah, baby. Um, and just the other day, President uh, Biden was at the podium at the microphone reflecting his conversation with French President Francois Mitterrand. Really? Didn't that guy die like seven years ago or something like that? By the way, we have a new theme song. I know Jim hasn't played it for a long time, but I want to play you, um, based on that discussion, Joe Biden's new theme song. That was by The Who and called Who Are You? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, who knows? I can't, I just can't stand the guy. He is the wrong person at the wrong time, voted by the absolute stupidest people on the planet. 
And I'm just talking about those who are still alive now. Not the 81 million dead ones. Sheesh. Well, anyway, Jim's going to be back next week. I hope to, uh, uh, you know, relate. And he's going to listen to this show because it's on replay this weekend. Um, but <laughs> I hope you uh, have a great weekend. I know I'm going to. I'm going to be bouncy, bouncy with my granddaughter and my daughter on the trampoline this weekend. And uh, I'll tell you what, I know I have to do some more research on the Tucker Carlson uh, Putin interview. And Rob just brought that up. But I want to know, does anyone really care? Why? I know it's an important interview because we get the Western Hemisphere's most eloquent and uh, in-depth interview guy, Tucker Carlson. And Vladimir Putin, who, you know, I'm sure that when he considers the... The realm and the cost of war with us, he's about as scared of it as anybody else is. And he done well should be. Anyone pokes at you and I says we're going to, you know, we'll do, do some damage. And when we're done, you're going to wish you had died as a baby. So don't mess with the U.S. because we are the best. Don't you ever forget that. All right. Pay attention to the city council races because, um, you know, that, that kind of promotes... Um, the future until November anyway. And then come November, all seven seats are open. And it's going to be interesting to see how many between now and the declarate, the end of the declaration period, who takes out nomination papers. I know my man Chris Mellon is. I love Chris. I love his, his wife, too. They are two fine people. And I know, you know, he didn't come in first or second this time because he didn't have really that much name recognition. But come November, I guarantee you, he will. And, um, you know, I've been being part of the uh, Republican City Committee. Um, I'll be going to a lot more events uh, concerning that, concerning the state. And hopefully we can make this place a better place to live. <sighs> Say a prayer for the unborn and for our military all across the globe. Uh, for Jimmy Dunn on Dunsdale, I am Johnny Reynolds, Jr. Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, Woonsocket.